Hello and welcome to Storytime presented by Third Degree Burn. Today I will be reading Fantastic Four, Volume 1, Issue 267, from March 20th, 1984. Our writer, artist, anchor is John Byrne. Our colorist is Glennis Ween. Our liver is Michael Higgins. Our editor is Bob Budiowski. And our editor-in-chief is Jim Shooter. When you hear the tone, turn the page. We have a wonderful front cover showing Reed Richards battling the forearms of Dr. Octavius over a very stylized New York City skyline. Our story is titled, A Small Loss. We open on a hospital room with Reed Richards, Michael Morbius, Bruce Banner, Walter Mankowski, and Alicia Masters and She-Hulk, Jennifer Walters. Reed, Dr. Octopus, Mankowski, have you lost your mind? No, I haven't, Reed, and if you put aside your immediate emotional response, you realize I'm right. Otto Octavius is the only man who can help us. She-Hulk thinks, I still can't believe I'm part of all this. I've been hanging around with the Avengers for months, but now that that did nothing to prepare me for being one of the Fantastic Four. When the Thing asked me to take his place after we finished our cosmic battle, I guess I looked upon this as a real chance to legitimize myself. Ever since the blood transfusion from my cousin Bruce transformed me into the She-Hulk, I've been something of a joke in the public eye. Even becoming a full-time Avenger helped only a little. I'd hope being accepted by the Fantastic Four would be the clincher, not to mention an honor and a whole lot of fun. Instead, I find myself standing here with all the colossal strength absolutely useless. Just a big green ornament, this gathering of intellects. See Marvel Superheroes Secret Wars on sale now for why the She-Hulk is a member of the Fantastic Four. Look who I'm in the same room with, Michael Morbius, the world's leading authority on blood radiology. Strange looking though he may be. The two top experts in the field of radiation research, Canada's Walter Lankowski, and my own cousin, Bruce Banner, also known as the Incredible Hulk. To top the list off, Reed Richards, Mr. Fantastic, perhaps the greatest brain since Einstein. I may have been a hotshot lady lawyer in California, but compared to this group, I'm a kind kindergarten dropout. And why are they all here? To try to help Reed's wife, Susan, Susan Storm Richards, the invisible girl, who is in danger of losing her life and that of her unborn child. Reed thinks it's because of an unknown radiation the FF were exposed to while in the negative zone. Editor's note, see FF 251 to 256. They had difficulty with the delivery of their first child, little Franklin, but this seems much worse. Wait, what's Reed saying? I appreciate what you're saying, Walter. Otto Octavius was once the world's top radiation man, but he's a criminal now, known to be psychotic. You cannot be believe I would risk Susan's life by depending on the aid of a felon. Why not, Professor Richards? I am here, am I not? And no one can be a greater criminal than the erstwhile living vampire, says Morbius. No, Michael, your situation was different. You were the victim of an experiment gone wrong. No, Morbius is right, Reed, says Bruce. We can't dismiss Otto uh, Octavius because he's on the shadowy side of the law. We've all been that side of the street. Consider my own situation before I learned to control my hulking alter ego. Flashback. Once Otto Octavius was a scientist, a man much like you or me, seeking to unlock the secrets of nature. His chosen field was radioactivity, and he was the very best. He'd created a set of robotic arms to do the dangerous work at long distance. It was these arms which had his co-workers calling him Dr. Oct Octopus. And then the day tragedy struck. All scale chain reaction blasted him and his arms with unknown radiation wavelengths. He survived the blast, but he'd suffered terrible brain damage. He became paranoid, insane, dangerous. They're jealous of me. They want, they want to keep me from my work. I'll show them. This, I'm stronger than any of them. Somehow his arms had been sonically linked to his brain. They now obeyed his every thought. So Dr. Octopus quickly became a name to 
he feared as he put as he soon put a dent in the career of a, a young and inexperienced Spider-Man. The wall caller finally defeated Octopus, but since then Duck Ock has returned time and time again, and each time he has been defeated and driven deeper into madness. But how different is this story from that of yours or mine, Reed? We might have also also lost everything to our own ex experiences with radiation. Mine with the gamma bomb. Yours with cosmic rays. Perhaps all Octavius needs is just once for someone to appeal to the man he used to be. And Ray, I think you're just the man to do it. Perhaps. Perhaps you're right, Bruce. Octopus was recently captured again. The last I heard, he was being held in the South Brooklyn Psychiatric Facility for observation. I suppose I could... Oh, Dr. Lansing, how is my wife? Stable for the moment. We're still getting some disturbing radiation levels from the child, but for the moment... He seemed to have peaked. Then it would be all right for me to go in and see her one more time. Yes, but just you, you alone. These, this time, please. These other gentlemen can wait out here. I won't want her. I don't want her exposed to any more stress than she already is. Soon, Reed's inside her room. Shouldn't be gone too long. This one last ex expert is nearby. There's more to it than than that, isn't there? I know you too well, darling. You're trying to keep something from me. No, Susan. It's just that I don't read. Please, somehow, there's something going on that you don't like. Possibly something dangerous. I know. I know there's nothing I can do that will stop you from doing what you feel you must. But be careful. Be very careful, Reed. Hello, my darling. Nothing can stop me coming back to you and our child, my love. You see, uh, Mr. Fantastic stretching out across the city. She sounded so weak, so terribly frail. I've never seen her slip so low. Perhaps Octopus is our only hope, but if I am to secure the assistance, I'd best stop off at our Baxter Building headquarters. Since this will be an official visit, I need to clean up and go and get the Fantastic Car. If I'm able to persuade the doctors to release Octavius into my care, I'll need this vehicle to get him back to the hospital. Now, it shouldn't take more than a few seconds to reach the South Brooklyn Psychiatric Facility. I'll land on the roof so as not to startle the patients in the yard. Now, if I remember correctly... The present head is Dr. Jefferson. It would seem that Otto Octavius is my last hope. Reed stands within the doctor's office. That's an awful situation you're in, Professor Richards, and I wish I could help. But Octavius is, is, or perhaps you should just show you. Wilson, open up number seven, would you? Yes, sir. He took away his robot arms and, of course, put them under lock and key. Nevertheless, this is Oct Otto Octavius, the man called Dr. Octopus. Read. Great Scott! Dr. Jefferson, is it time for my shot? You see Dr. Octopus sitting on a bed, cutting paper dolls. No, Otto. You have a visitor. A very special visitor. A very famous man who wants to see you. Otto, you've heard of Reed Richards, haven't you? Mr. Fantastic? That's right, Dr. Octavius. I'm Reed Richards, leader of the Fantastic Four, and I need your help. My help? That's right. Dr. Octavius, my wife is very sick. She has a kind of radiation poisoning, something only you can understand. Radiation? Yes, Dr. Octavius. You are acknowledged as the leading expert in the field. You are the only man who can help me save my wife, the only one. Dr. Jefferson, remarkable. I was not aware of Richard's having any psychiatric training, yet he is taking precisely the correct approach, reinforcing through the repetition Octavius's true identity. It's an absolutely brilliant strategy, and unless I'm very mistaken, I believe it's going to work. You see a tear roll down Octavius's eyes. L let me help. Oh, please, please, let me help. Let me get back to my work. Back to helping people. It's been so long, so very, very long. They hug. Yes, Ar Dr. Octavius, you, you can help me, must help me. Congratulations, Professor Richards. You've done weeks, perhaps months of work in minutes. I hope so, Doctor. Jefferson, now if we can get the release papers taken care of. Of course, come along now, Otto. We're going to let you take a short trip with Professor Richards. Hi, Frank, what's happening? A nurse approaches. Hmm, oh, hiya, Myrtle. 
Just a little medical miracle, I guess. You mean somebody finally got through to Doc Ock? Who was it? None other than Mr. Fantastic himself. Sweetest bit of psych talk I ever did see, and I've been fitting straitjackets for a lot of years. Well, if Reed Richards really did get through to Octavius, somebody ought to write it up in a journal. Ock was so far gone, I don't think he even knew who he was for sure. Maybe, as the nerd orderly picks up the paper dolls, and he stretches them out, I wonder. And there are a series of octopuses. I just wonder. Can you describe the symptoms more fully before we get there, Dr. Richards? Of course, Dr. Octavius. Reed thinks to himself, Bruce was absolutely right. Octavius is completely his old self again. We only hope and pray he will be able to stay that way. They head towards the city, and they pass a Spider-Man billboard by the Daily Bugle. Primary manifestation seems to be purely rational. A steadily increased level of unknown wavelengths from the fetus. We see the reflection of the billboard in Octavius' eyes, and he seems distracted almost in pain. Yes, go on. I, I feel most unwell. Most unwell. We cut to New York Police Department security holding area. See a series of armed guards and a high-tech forklift carrying Dr. Octavius's robotic arm. Stand back, stand clear. We're transporting Dr. Octavius's arms to the Supermax security holding cell. Supermax? Are you kidding? We're 70 feet underground surrounded by 12 foot thick Reinforced concrete and guards. What's more secure than right here? Don't knock it, Jack. We- Hey, did you see that? No, I- Wait. Got a sudden bilateral shift. A long vector- Vector 3, 9, or 7. Holy spit! As the arms extend out and crash into both walls. The arms, they've been activated. Emergency. 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 All personnel to security- Security corridor 17B. Emergency. The arms have gone wild. They are attacking all of the guards. Throwing them about. Smashing into them. What in the name of- one takes a, a, a robotic arm right to the faceplate. Oh, look out! Order the men to fall back. We can't stop those arms this way. Security Central. Security Central. This is number two Baker Squad. Order our men out. Close containment doors. Execute program C-57D. Repeat C-57D. Come on, move it, everybody. Did everybody get out? Not everybody. Hans is still in there. As we see the arms reach up to the ceiling and smash through the reinforced concrete and begin to tunnel their way through the surface. They emerge in front of a taxi cab and start making their way across the rooftops. Attention all units, attention all units. Dr. Octavius's arms are active and at large. Repeat, active and at large. Cut back to the fantastic car. The doctor's still feeling most unwell. Octavius, what is it? What's... As we see the arms reach over a distracted Reed Richards and the Fantastic Earl. They grab him around the neck. His arms, great Scott. It's uh, Octopus's robotic arms. They pull the two men from the car as the car crashes to the ground. Blasted, something must have triggered his psychosis. But what? What surely only Spider-Man could, of course. It must be one of those wretched Daily Bugle posters. J. Jonah Jameson has Spider-Man man, Spider threat from menace plastered all over the city. As, uh, as Reed Richards wrestles with the arms, stretching his body to the limit. These arms are taxing my limits of my uh, ductility. Got to tether myself so I can fight. My last body has been a tremendous bonus in my scientific work and in our battles against evil. But I've never had to deal with an unliving analog to my powers. 
but where is Octavius himself? I saw him lifted from the fantastic car. Then there, he spot the doctor on a rooftop, sitting against the wall. He's on that rooftop, but he's not doing anything. He seems confused, disoriented. Could it be that some other mind is controlling his arms? That his attack was nothing to do with his psychosis? Or could it be that he has so totally submerged his Dr. Octopus person persona, that is his unconscious mind that is controlling the arms. That must be it. Octavius himself is unaware of this assault, so I must find a way to neutralize the arms before his mental barriers are broken. But first, I'll have to survive long enough to counterattack. Even in my elastic state, my body still has the usual nerve endings, the gangula, and the arms are hitting pressure points. Reed and the arms crash into a building with a loud scratch. The arms seem to have decided to carry the battle indoors. Luckily, I'm, luckily it's after the work day and I don't have the additional consideration of protecting civilians. But something, but there's something happening. Yes, it's subtle, but the arms are attacking, altering their attack. It's as if they're not being more directly guided, but that can only mean you see Octavius on the rooftop. Perfect. While the other tentacles pin Reed Richards' this fourth arm will carry me up to the battle. I feel that some great numbing cloud has been lifted from my mind. I see things once again with the clarity of re revelation. Do you hear that, Reed Richards? Your stupid ski will not work. I am too brilliant to allow you to try to show your superiority over me like this. Octavius, please, this is no trick. I promise you. As the arms lower themselves over Dr. Torso. Words. Words. But your words are your undoing. You appeal to Octavius and he might heed your words. But he is a weakling and a fool. And he is no more. Dr. Octopus lives. Dr. Octopus kills. Crashes both all four arms into Reed. Reed, this is pointless. He's easily as adept to his tentacles as I am with my own pliable limbs. Yes, there must be some way to feed him. Something I'm overlooking. Of course, the manual controls on the chest plate. Octavius no longer uses them, but they still respond to the very movements of his arms. If I can just reach them, and Reed manages to get his fingers into the control devices on the front of his chest. I did it, Octavius. What? Huh? But hand me, how dare you? How dare you lay hands on Dr. Octopus? Ugh, it's quite a strain holding these control dials stationary, especially with my arms at extension. I'll undo you, Oct Octopus, but first you're going to listen. I came here in good faith, Octopus. There was no pride involved, no need for, on my part to prove my superiority to you, intellectual or otherwise. In your field, you are clearly my better. It cost me nothing to admit that. What then does it cost you, Octopus? What does it cost you to put aside your ego and for a moment put aside your lust for power? An innocent woman and her unborn child are at your mercy, Octopus. Would you lose very much if you helped them? Well, Octopus, how great a loss would it be for your ego? Octopus, a small loss perhaps, but how do I know you can be trusted? You'll know, you'll know because of this demonstration of goodwill. I release your arms, Octopus. Your arms are under your control again. Now make your decision, Octopus. Cut to the Baxter building. Uh, distraught Johnny Storm enters the room. I can't believe it. It can't have ended like this. It can't. We hear Alicia calling him. Johnny? Alicia, I'm over here. May I stay with you, Johnny? She-Hulk she has been trying to comfort me, but yeah, I know. She means well, but she's just not family. And this is a time for family. Oh, how I wish Ben were here. How can this, how can this be happening, Alicia? After all the FF have been through, all the life and death battles, all the cosmic adventures, we've crossed the universe time and time again and come back without so much as a scratch. And now this, something that is so, so normal, so every day, it costs us so much. Try to be strong, Johnny. Reed will be 
will need your strength now that Ben is no longer with us. And Susan, I cannot believe she would want you to let this destroy you. You must gather your, our strengths together. We are a family, as you said, and we must survive as a family. They spot Reed and Dr. Octopus. Alicia, wait, here comes Reed with Dr. Octopus. Johnny, good to be back, lad. Did you contact those other experts? R Reed, sis, Sue, the baby, they... Johnny, Sue, Sue, no, no! Bruce, where's Susan, what? Reed, thank heavens you're back. We did everything we could, but, but... What's going here? Why can't anyone give me a whole answer? As we see the doctor enter the, from the emergency room. Doc Lansing, my wife, how, how is she? Susan as well as it be expected, Reed, under the circumstances. But I'm afraid she lost the baby a little over 30 minutes ago. The end. I want to thank you for listening to Storytime by Third Degree Burn. Thanks for listening. You can find us and many other great shows at tutufreaks.com. That's T-W-O-T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S dot com. Third Degree Burn is spelled with the number three, R-D-D-E-G-R-E-E-B-Y-R-N-E, and is part of the Tutu Freaks network of shows. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Just look for Third Degree Burn, spelled with the number three, and Burn spelled B-Y-R-N-E. Compliments, complaints, and recipes can be sent to gotta get burned at gmail.com that's g-o-t-t-a g-e-t-b-y-r-n-e-d at gmail.com drop us a line and tell us how we're doing until next time this has been third degree burn some men aren't looking for anything logical like money they can't be bought bullied reasoned or negotiated with some men just want to watch the world burn